Going back to college? With new faces, new classes, and a wide variety of different worldviews, adjustments can be difficult. How can a Christian connect to those around us? You're tuned to Evidence and Answers with your host, Pat Zucran. Pat is an author, teacher, and international speaker in the area of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. With the conclusion to this informative interview with Tommy Joe, here's Pat now. Yeah, you know, in a lot of the surveys that have been taken of young people today, they'll say they're spiritual, but they're not religious. And so I think you bring yes. up a really good point there. Yes. And so, you know, doing activities that point to the cross that are not overtly Christian yet have been very successful. Again, the partnership with International Justice Missions has been significant. Being involved with nature or conservation or just being in God's creation, being involved in film and art or poetry, music, those have been very powerful as well. Well, Tommy, you know, in selecting a college, whether public or private, you know, what are some things that students should look at in regards to their spiritual life? You know, it's really interesting, and this has happened for a couple decades now, where I will literally have parents call me up or look on our website and ask me if there's a fellowship on that campus when we're doing a campus tour. And um, a lot of students and a lot of parents who are believers are shopping. Yeah, we want a good academic institution, but they want also a significant campus ministry to plug their student, their 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 son or daughter into. And even my son, when we were doing the, the, the campus tour last year, this is a little bit about us, he wasn't looking so much for the academics, but he was looking for the best ministry on campus, and he was drawn to that. And I think that there's something to be said there, because it's not just your college career as an academician, which is extremely important, I affirm that, because that's shaping you. But a vibrant college ministry is usually, well, it's, it's going to be, challenging because when you get involved with campus ministries, it also takes time away from your academics. However, it also keeps people in academics and challenges back in to do excellence and to be accountable and to be a good student and to be a good witness. So we found a lot of our students who are highly active in our, in our ministries are also do very well academically because they have that community around them that's pushing them forward versus doing something goofy. So, you know, on our campus websites, if you go to crew.org or epicmovement.org or intervarsity, it's ibcf.org or aacf.org, you know, whatever those campus ministries, go to them and look at their campus campus page and see what campuses they're involved with and contact the campus minister to see if you can actually do a visit while their, their fellowships are going. And you'll get a taste of what's going on. And again, I, I'm about the kingdom. I'm not about epic movement. Uh, although I work for them and I love the ministry, but, you know, I want people to thrive. And, I, and our best partners are the ministries that, you know, uh, all, so there's a ton of other ministries I didn't, didn't throw out there, but just recognize that. Check out a campus, a campus fellowship on your college tour, and uh, people will be blown away how vibrant those campuses are. Yeah, you know, when students, you know, look at college campuses, I really emphasize that look for those great Christian groups that are on campus, or if there's a church right nearby, because that's absolutely critical. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 16, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You know, what can yep. a man gain in return for his soul? And I've had 
parents who come up to me and say, you know, my son got into this prestigious small college, private university there on the East Coast or West Coast. It's a small campus there, but it's a very prestigious school. And when we look it up, you know, they don't have any campus ministry on campus. And there's, you know, maybe a liberal, few liberal churches nearby, but that's it. And I strongly urge the parents, I, you know, that perhaps could they reconsider going to another campus where there's a strong, vibrant ministry there. Maybe it's not as prestigious, but, you know, what is the profit if this kid comes out of this prestigious college and loses his walk with the Lord? And we see that time and time again, parents will say, well, you don't understand, you don't know. And they send their kid there, and uh, it's really difficult. You know, you're on a new campus, you may not know people, and Sunday morning gets up, and, you know, you don't have a ride to church, and no one's urging you to go to church, and it's really easy to just sleep in. And, you know, without that Christian support there, and often I'll see them after four years, they're not walking with the Lord, and the parents come screaming and yelling at me, saying, you know, what happened to our kid? Yeah, you know? So I think what you're saying is absolutely vital, that they really need to look for a great college ministry there. And most of the kids that we interview, after they graduate from college, say it was that campus ministry there on campus that really provided the support I needed to maintain and really grow in my walk with the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, the, the campuses that don't have ministries, if, they're, if a student is set on going there and there are no churches around, you know, we do have tools. It's, it's, understand, I, and I fully affirm that it's much easier, and statistics will show and reality shows, it's much easier to walk with a bunch of believers on campus. But there, if there are none, sometimes it's our mission that we are that salt and light that we are there to start a ministry or start a movement on that campus. And, you know, uh, our website's crew.org and uh, epicmovement.org or .com, and then university have great tools to start ministries as well. We have another ministry online called everystudent.com that is a, a way to engage spiritual conversation and even basic discipleship online. And those are other tools. So if a student has to go someplace and there's no fellowship, there are tools available to help them be plugged in and to even get discipled and coached online. Yeah, you know, that's a great resource because when I'm in Asia, often kids come to our conferences and accept Christ. Yeah. But then when they go back to their town, all Buddhist temples there, their university, it's all yep. Muslim, you know, and yep. so they need to have that ability to start a ministry or at least get spiritually fed themselves while they're going through that university program. Everystudent.com. That is the most crazy website crew has invented in the last eons in terms of the engagement of pre-believers and discipleship that goes on. Um, so you can, you're basically, it's a whole bunch of different forums. They can engage your faith. And once they've actually indicated that they've trusted Christ, they put their information on and they actually get followed up with a real human. They can actually ask questions and those, an- those, are, those questions go to our staff team and they're answered within 72 hours. So you're getting live discipleship via the Internet. And our biggest engagement on that has been in places where we physically cannot go, like in the Middle East and things like that. The Internet can go there, but we can't go. And uh, we're seeing some of our, big, our, our biggest harvest of fruit in those areas. Fantastic. Well, you know, many students today are getting ready to go back to college there. Give us some practical tips of how a Christian can prepare for the college experience. Yeah, I think uh, most significantly is your youth director and youth pastor and parents kind of 
honestly pray together if this if if you can find a local ministry or if this is a a campus that will be spiritually beneficial to you there's a certain thing where people want to have just the pedigree without considering the big picture of spirituality our walk in Christ so if if parents can just be honest and students can be honest where that's going that would be significant and then Hook up with one of the ministries, you know, um, call the staff person, get a campus visit with a staff person when you do your college visit or if you're preparing to hit, hit campus within the first week or two. And usually within the first quarter, there's always a significant conference or a retreat with one of the fellowship groups to get to know each other. And I so highly recommend doing that because that's kind of where the rubber meets the road, where they meet other believers and they kind of connect in a way that's very relational. And if they get plugged in, you got to be a good student. I mean, you, you can't you, you can't be a, you, you're not on staff yet, but you got to be a good student. But being in a significant fellowship will help you love the Lord uh, and love your team and 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 ultimately love academics better. And that's kind of my story too, where I was a marginal Christian, a marginal uh, academician in college. Still am marginal, but when I actually became involved with my buddies who are believers, the fellowship was deep. And the studying became deep, and I actually got good grades for the first time in my life when I hung out with believers who are committed to the Lord and committed to studying. Spent a lot of time in that library, but with, with significant friends, and I still hang out with those guys today. Yeah, you know, I think you bring up a great point that within that first week or two to plug in and make contact, even before you arrive on campus, because, uh, boy, I tell you what, if you don't get plugged in right away, you know, the academics come up, the extracurricular activities, college football, basketball, your social life, and it just squeezes out your spiritual life. So I think what you said, you know, to get plugged in that first week or two on campus is just absolutely critical there. Yeah. And then as a youth leader, youth pastor, you know, I would say within the next three weeks of, of being on campus, check back with your students. You know, say, hey, who'd you hook up? Who did you hook? Not did you hook up, but who did you hook up with? Make it specific. Well, I haven't found anybody. Let me help you find somebody. Send a bunch of cookies from Big Island or something like that too. It wouldn't wouldn't hurt either. But you know, you know, send some love. Send a little little box from the church saying, you know, we we're still thinking of you. We love you. You know, you're part of our family. You're a sent one. Just so there's some contact, but also some specific accountability. Say, hey, so what fellowship are you hanging out with? Who are you hanging out with? just so that the, the, the student is aware that somebody is also watching their back from home. Yeah, you know, and I think some of the times on the college campus for me was tremendously enriched and it was made really fun because of the fellowship that I had with Christian students and how we were able to share life together, witness together, and, you know, just do some real fun and crazy things as college, camp, uh, you know, college students, but fun, clean uh, kind yep. of things that really made the college life really a lot more enjoyable with that yep. fellowship there. Tell us some of the uh, crazy, fun things crew does or other ministries do there on the university campus with the students. We want to be, I, and I kind of mentioned it very early on, I'm not a prude. And I, I, want, I, I love being social. I love partying. But, you know, we'll goof around pizza night and movie night and, you know, go on camping trips and, you know, ministry trips and uh, seeing people come to the Lord or come to faith, and that's it's a blast. It's just hanging out in people's dorms as a community, and you're partying all night, doing video games. Sorry, parents. But it, it's, you're not getting drunk, and you're not getting into stupid things that you know other college students do. 
but it's real life-on-life community. And sometimes, not sometimes, many times it's also a place to bring your pre-Christian friends to hang out with us to see the lifestyle difference. And they can see, li- they can see Christ because, you know, they can tell who we are because of our love for each other. And that's really the, the, hu- the most significant wit- witness on campus. So we party hard. We go to fun places. And, you know, we, we engage in significant ministry. Just, it's a blast. And I, it, it keeps us young, keeps me young, hopefully out of trouble, but it's been a lot of fun. So, yeah. Yeah, we talked about Christian students staying Christian in college, but also college is one of the most fruitful times where students come to know the Lord, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I have story after story, and I could tell you for another two hours these stories, but... Uh, can I can I share uh, can I share a couple? Sure, absolutely. So you know, my first time on campus, in 1988, you know, we were all of us were in a crammed in a cabin, and there was one student who was asking for prayer because he came to know the Lord the semester before, and he was going to get baptized. But if he got baptized, he knew he was going to get thrown out of his house, and because his dad was a Buddhist monk. And this is my first encounter of anybody putting their faith on the line. And I go, yeah, right. I was thinking in my mind, he's not going to get thrown out. This will never happen. But let's talk about it. So, you know, we all in the cabin say, hey, we'll provide for you. Go for it. If you get baptized, we're behind you. And I was thinking in my brain, nothing would happen. Well, his, again, his father is, uh, he and his father are um, refugees at that time from, or immigrants from Vietnam. And the last image that the student had of his mom was being thrown overboard uh, because she got she succumbed to carbon monoxide on the boat during the boat lift. And so he had a tremendous loyalty to his father but knew that becoming, you know, getting baptized was going to was going to risk the family. Well, on Thanksgiving Day, 1988, he called me and says, "Can you pick me up cuz I just got thrown out of my house." And we picked him up and he looked like Eeyore holding his bags. I can remember he was on New Avenue in San Diego Valley, and he looked like Eeyore, you know, slumped back, down. He came to our house for Thanksgiving. I made a few phone calls, and by Monday, he was able to call his father and says, Hey, Dad, this is where I'm living. You don't have to worry about my finances for school because my church community is going to pick up. My friends are going to allow me to live here, So that's, but I want you to know where I am, so everything's okay. <laughs> and his father was like, wow, I can't believe that. And then within a couple of uh, months, his father let him come back into the house to live. And so, you know, a story of healing and redemption on that. I have another story that came from Hawaii, if I could share that one. Sure, uh, wow. These are great. One. Oh, this, I, I could go on forever. But this guy hooked up two years, uh, actually almost uh, two years ago, uh, October 2012. And I'm going to say his name, I'm not going to say his last name, but people will know who he is because it's a small island, but his name's Cody. And he went to, as a non-believer, invited the crew and hooked up and hooked up with our staff guys, Sean, and, you know, asked a bunch of questions. Just, you know, the guy is just inquisitive, asking a bunch of questions, a skeptic, and, you know, he finally, finally came to faith. And that's, that's a neat story. But we're actually, it's not just about reaching students, but it's about students reaching other people and so what happened, about six months later, he went to our Hawaii summer project and was engaged in our evangelism training about how to share our faith, kind of the tools that I was talking about in terms of using pictures or using surveys. And his family was on his heart. And his, his grandfather had cancer. 
and he want he wanted to go home during the project to share his faith with his grandfather. And uh, Cody used this thing called solarium and shared it with his grandmother and grandfather and aunt. And eventually his grandfather uh, prayed to receive Jesus that weekend. Wow. Unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, he went to know the Lord in October of 2014, just last year. But he went with the peace of Jesus. Okay, so that was two years ago, a year ago, when he came to faith. Again, we're not just about reaching students, but we're re- about reaching the campus and the world through students. Last year, March, there was a thing called I Agree with Cody campaign at UH. And this is where the campus is plastered with I Agree with Cody shirts, I Agree with Cody chalk, I Agree with Cody flyers, and what the heck is I Agree with Cody? But UH is just seeing these things all over the place. What is going on? And eventually what happens is that they come to an evening and they basically say that night, I'm Cody, and here's things that I profess, you know, who is Jesus Christ, and people, do you agree with him? And they, people agree with Cody. So that's how the campaign was. It's like, I agree with John, it could be I agree with Pat kind of campaign. But the day that they were going to do the, do the event, some other stuff happened, and his dad is not a believer, and but is a teacher, and came on campus and saw all these flyers. I agree with, camp, you know, I agree with Cody flyers and T-shirts and chalk. And there are not very many Cody's, and and his son kind of told him that was what was going on. And anyway, his dad and mom ended up coming to that event in the evening. And so it was pretty crazy. So that night, you know, they did the I agree with Cody thing. He made a statements, And there was a time where people could indicate on a card to, you know, did, did you make a profession of faith? And his dad handed him a card, but the card wasn't his dad's card. It was his mom's car. He choked up. Wow, that's fantastic. So he prayed to receive Christ that night. And I think his dad is still in the midst of con- considering us. So it's not just about reaching students, but it's what students do uh, in the long run, the long run, reaching their community, reaching their family, reaching their coworkers for Christ, and giving them the tools and the confidence uh, to be able to share Christ in a way that makes sense to them and that is true to the gospel. Yeah, you know, so the university campus doesn't be doesn't have to be a place where Christians get their faith dismantled. It's a place where their faith can actually grow and thrive. And it's also a place where students can be reached for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it doesn't have to be a place of defeat uh, for the believer or an arena we have to be afraid of. But one, if we are equipped and ready to go, we can have a great experience engaging the ideas and the people there on the university campus. Absolutely. That's why I do what I do. I love doing what I do because it's not just about students. It's about the world. And, you know, students come out just vibrant leaders in the community and the church uh, for the future. Yeah. Well, what can parents and churches do as they prepare to send their students off to college? Yeah, sort of almost very similar to what the youth pastor is kind of mentioning you, but if parents get involved with the decision-making and, and, and encouraging them to be a part of a fellowship. And I know parents, it's hard because you're sending your kids off to school and you want them to do good in school, and they should do good in school, and they need to do good in school, but school isn't it. And if you, offer, if you don't offer a solid encouragement for them to participate with Christian fellowships, they're going to do something else to fill their time, uh, to blow off steam. And I'd rather have them blow off steam in a, in a ministry than in a group that's going to pull them down to, in, a, in a way that's, you know, not affirming to our faith. So, 
you know, you, you might not get a 4.0 student after college, but you're going to get a student, hopefully get a student that's going to be um, loving Jesus and still academically minded and equipped to, to be lifelong servants of the Lord. Me as a campus minister, uh, I love it when parents come on, you know, come to campus and engage with us and just check us out because the student sees that they're affirmed, that the ministry is being affirmed by their parents and, they're, and, they, and they get engaged. You know, some students don't want their parents to hang out. Now, I get that. But when we engage students uh, with, with parents, we totally enjoy that. We, we love engaging and we um, see it as allies. We even have parents hang out and serve cookies or make dinners for us that are close to campus and open up their homes for fellowship. And that even makes a stronger bond with the campus and with, with the campus and the churches and families. That's fantastic advice. Tommy, as we close, you know, what are some ministries? And maybe you can share a little bit about the differences between them. But what are some of the great ministries out there on the university campus that students can be looking for? Yeah. Again, some of the, some of the bigger churches around campuses are significant. I, I think of Berkeley University Press. I think of UW, the same university press in, in UW. There's Grace on campus at UCLA. So you, you got to kind of look for big churches that are that are surrounding the campuses. But I think they're church oriented, which are great. But there's a lot of you know fellowships like Crew that have kind of a kind of a raw raw Midwestern kind of a lot of bells and whistles. What they do, they're they're a great ministry. They're kind of it's it's uh, if you have a high energy student, they're going to get involved. You got Epic Movement, which is. Um, it's the same DNA as Campus Crusade or Crew. I would highly affirm what we do because I'm kind of with them and I affirm that. But I think what the, the key that we do is we take our culture into consideration as Asian Americans and how has God equipped us as Asian Americans and shaped us as Asian Americans to reach the campus. Again, Asian American Christian Fellowship, it's called AACF.org. They're primarily on the west coast of California. Mostly uh, they've done a great job of networking with local churches affiliated with the GEMS movement. That's Japanese Evangelical Missionary Society, and they've done a great job on campus. Great name recognition. Highly recommend them. Student-led, student-oriented, great stuff. InterVarsity, you know, we love InterVarsity, what they do. High academics, great thinkers, great writers, great website, you know, terrific leaders. If my kid had a choice, it's, it's you know, I, I go, you know, any one of those ministries would be fantastic. Chi Alpha, um, there's different denominationally affiliated, affiliated ministries. So shop around, but also shop around with a partner or two because you, you don't want to get involved with, a, with someone who's going to take you down. Go with uh, some other recommendations. I would say this. There is no campus minister within InterVarsity or crew or navigators who's going to down-talk our ministries, okay? But they'll also be honest with, oh, should you get involved with that other ministry, if that makes sense. So if you came to one of our campus ministers and say, hey, well, I haven't heard of this group. What do you think about this group? I think they would give an affirmation of a good group, but they would also be, they would give you the honest scoop of a group that they felt that was not quite a good fit. Fantastic. We've been talking with Tommy Joe. He is with Crew Ministry. He's been involved as a leader in campus ministry for over 25 years, giving us valuable advice on how the Christian student can stay Christian in college, but also how they can not just stay Christian, but thrive and really grow in their faith in Christ there. Well, Tom, thanks for being with, with us here on Evidence and Answers. We look forward to having you again sometime. Okay, buddy. I hope to hear from you soon. 
Thank you for joining us here on Evidence and Answers Radio Broadcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you found this broadcast to be a blessing, please consider partnering with us. For the opportunity to donate and keep us on the air, click on the Donate button on our lower right-hand side of our homepage. That's evidenceandanswers.org. You'll find we have a wide variety of resources available to you. Join us again next time on the air or online as we provide reasons for faith and hope in Christ right here on Evidence and Answers. <laughs>